I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I just came out of the closet, and I found a a long-lost treasure in there. (laughs) Let me be very clear what I mean by by the statement that I just came out of the closet. I have been looking at the bulge in the door of my office closet where I keep my stuff. You know, my stuff. My reel-to-reel tape recorder, my back issues of Time magazine, you know, my living room lava lamps. (laughs) You probably got a closet full of stuff like that, too, if you're also a Louie Louie generation person. Anyway, I figured that since I can't finish the job I was planning on doing, which is cutting the grass, I may as well take on the battle of the bulging door, right? The grass situation is a little out of control. Actually, it's mostly weeds, according to my lady Wonder Wench and other botanical experts. But it's green, it grows, it looks okay if you keep it cut, and I'm from Brooklyn, so it's grass to me. But I've been working on my new book, so I have kept it somewhat uncut. The grass, I mean. And my lady Wonder Wench has been suggesting that uh, the onrushing weeds are getting so high that they're beginning to cut off the view of our driveway from our living room window. And my perfectly reasoned response that I don't particularly miss seeing our driveway does not seem to have been uh, completely satisfactory to her. And it is true, I certainly don't want any of the large, hairy beasts that she claims may have moved into the lawn under cover of darkness last night. I don't want any of them to carry her off to some grassy cave so they can have their way with her. And I do hate it when our mail guy, Bill, whines about having to reach through the weeds to open the mailbox. So, it was obviously past time for me to put on my Lawn Tractor Man t-shirt and go on the attack. But you see, I can't lawn tractor around some of the lawn. It's not that I'm afraid of getting swallowed up by the taller weeds or being attacked by big, sneaky, hairy creatures. They're just some very rocky and very hilly places where I've got to resort to weed-whacking and push-mowering. So I did. And right in the middle of some heavy-duty push-mowering, my Louie Louie generation left leg attacked me. And as Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, has often explained, there are terrific benefits to being a Louie Louie generation guy. For example, we tend to be the bedmates of choice for porn stars, high-powered lady executives, and sexy lady wonder wenches. But there are also some problems. And I immediately knew that it was problem time when I heard a distinct sprawling coming from under my left kneecap, the muscle on my left hip jumped up and hid in my left armpit, and for a moment I saw and heard the New York Fourth of July fireworks display going off in my head. And somehow, in an instant, I became a quivering bunch of powerless Louis Louis generation heavy breathing molecules. <laughs> Thank you.
hate that. I hate being powerless. It sucks. And truthfully, I have very seldom felt powerless in my lifetime. I remember feeling that way those two weeks I spent in the hospital. Now, think about it. Lois Lane loved Superman, right? And she didn't even see Clark Kent. Clark Kent was a nice guy. He was smart, he was vulnerable, he was honest. But he was powerless. And she didn't want a powerless, nice guy. Even when he is smart and vulnerable and honest. And you know what? I really don't blame her. Really. Because I believe the difference between living and just existing is in your power. Now, your power can be physical or emotional or spiritual or financial or, I don't know, whatever kind of power works for you, you know? And maybe most of all, I believe in the really awesome power of your own personal beliefs. I believe in a lot of things. I believe it is a terrible waste to let ourselves turn into warm chunks of meat just because we don't look like the people in the beer commercials anymore. I believe in honesty and truth and baseball and highway safety. I believe, really believe, justice should be enforced with compassion. In fact, I believe in the American dream, whatever that is, uniquely and individually for each and every one of us. My God, think of the power in that. I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in loving the same woman for a lot of years, and for as many years as we may be lucky enough to have left. I believe real men don't care if people see them cry. I believe men and women are supposed to be different. It's good. I believe in magic and wooden baseball bats because I love the way they feel and the sound they make smacking the ball. That's one of the things that makes it such a beautiful game. And I believe in the healing power of chicken soup and peanut butter, <laughs> the chunky kind. And I believe in keeping the hormones humming with an occasional little silky sleaze and laughing at yourself and the worthlessness of guilt and excuses and gangster rap. And I believe in the tingle inside when you take a deep breath of very fresh air. And I believe in letting go of your kids when it's time. That's hard. And I believe in the importance of learning the difference between treasure and crap. And I also believe in taking care of your mom when your dad dies. And I believe in working your ass off. And, and, and maybe, most of all, I believe in being grateful for what you've got. I mean, really grateful. That's what I believe. What do you believe? <laughs> Dicks to Tales, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. A Ku Klux Klan spokesperson who would not give his name said that, quote, since the actor who plays Barney the Dinosaur is black, we have forbidden our children from watching any show he's on. We feel that blacks and their ways are dominating the performing fields. Barney is no exception, and even more so because his true identity is concealed. End quote. Right. Barney is concealed. Like under a big, pointy, dumb white sheet, I would like to add. And I just saw the most truthful sign that I have ever seen on a singles bar just outside of Philadelphia Airport. There's no kidding. It's a sign there, and it says, quote, 
We have been helping ugly people have sex since 2004. Let's hear it for honesty, truth, a sense of humor, and hormones. And speaking of signs, I was in New York City recently and I saw a spray paint sign on a wall on Lexington Avenue between 48th and 49th. And it really hit me. It said, Attention, Maria, my almost ex. I must talk to you one more time. Tony. Come on, Maria. Give him one more shot, huh? Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. If you like any of those, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too. And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. You know I like to play with you a lot on this podcast, but every once in a while there's some things that I really want to tell you about. And one of them is that every living creature has a right to power of some kind. Life itself is a huge power source. And if you've ever been with someone at the moment of death, you've felt the instant when that life power leaves to do whatever it's supposed to do next. Power isn't good and it isn't bad. Now, the good or bad is up to the people who use the power. There's a story about that in the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. It's called Painting, Poetry, and Passion. The voices in the other room are quiet and intense. You're almost sure the woman just said your name. You're trying not to listen. But how can you help yourself? You put them together on purpose. She's an artist and a friend of yours. That's why you invited her for the weekend. She makes a very good living working as a graphics consultant. But her real passions are oil painting, pottery, and passion itself. You've been there, you've seen her eyes slowly close as she shapes the glistening wet pottery clay between her fingers. It's so personal and so sensual that you feel like you shouldn't be watching. You've seen the small droplets of sweat form just above her lips when she's working on the painting that she calls The Lover's First Night. If you were a man, you'd give anything for just a few minutes of that kind of hot, tender lust. You've been married for ten years now. You two were just kids. Now you have kids of your own. Your husband works very hard and very long hours. He's a chef. He's a good man. And he takes good care of you and the kids. You're taking a few years off from your career as a speech therapist to bring up the kids. It's a calculated risk with the way school budgets have been going. But the youngest isn't even a year old yet, and being there for these first vital formative years is more important to you than the money. For the last couple of years, it seems like both you and your husband have been constantly tired. It's not surprising with how tight your schedules have been. The one time you've had sex in the last year was when you got pregnant again. That's why you've enjoyed knowing your artist friend so much. She seems so energetic and vital and so sexy. You've tried to learn how to be that way again from watching her. 
It seems to be working a little, certainly is tonight. Listening to those quietly intense voices in the other room. You said you had to get up early, so you were going to bed. You told your husband to stay up and entertain her. And you don't hear their voices anymore. figure that out and I think I I think I finally figured why she did that purposely exposing her husband to that other woman's powerful passion she loved her husband she loves him it was a desperate risk in fact I think it was crazy but I guess somewhere deep down inside she knew that her love wasn't ever going to make sense again until her body came to its senses I sometimes wonder what happened to her friend and their friendship. Painting, Poetry, and Passion. It's from the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to www.dicksummer.com and download it from the Night Connections 2 icon, there on the home page. I told you a few minutes ago that I uh, came out of my closet today and I found a long lost treasure in there. One little bit of magic that made the, the sprung and the uh, kneecap and the hip muscle going up and hiding under my armpit and the, and the fireworks in the head made it all go away. Just like, just like magic. had a lot of power. Sometimes the biggest treasure gets packed into the littlest packages. It's magic. Powerful magic. And so it is with this small yellowed clipping from a 1982 Cleveland newspaper. It says, quote, 11-year-old Amy Burnett of Burton placed first in the recent Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital art contest. She received a $5 gift certificate for ice cream. Her design was picked from among 60 received and was printed on 74,000 greeting cards to be used to raise money for the hospital. Hasn't this been an exciting day? Amy murmured to her mother after the choice was announced. She died an hour later of cystic fibrosis, which she had suffered from since she was three. End quote. Hasn't this been an exciting day? I don't know how a loving power in charge of the universe could let an innocent little kid suffer and die like that. I believe in love. I couldn't find any there. But then as I was looking, I found that long-lost treasure. It was in, Hasn't this been an exciting day? She said. The master of the universe cut her life cruelly short, but in her last hour... He let her win. I think that's an awesome lesson and a priceless treasure. And he shared it with her and with me. The mighty power of even just one moment of compassion.
Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.